0: Ladies and gentlemen, this is David Nurkatani with Matt Chat. Today it is my pleasure to welcome back to the show Bergen Catholic High School coach Dave Bell. Coach, thanks so much for carving some time out for us today.
1: Thank you, David. Good to speak to you guys. Uh,
0: I guess I just need to start off with congratulations. What an amazing weekend you guys had, huh? Thank you.
1: It was, um, The team came to wrestle. I couldn't be more proud of them.
0: Yeah, I pulled up the results off track and I don't know that people even and I don't want to go through match by match or anything, but you guys wrestled in a weekend, Lake Highland Prep, Buchanan from California, and then you know to top it all off, Blair Academy from you know obviously from New Jersey. So this got this meet unofficially makes you guys the uh, theoretical national champions, correct?
1: They'll have some yourself part of the season again. Get have got wrestle Seminary, St. Ed's. So we're not there yet.
0: Well, you guys right. have a pretty easy schedule, huh? Those three plus Wyoming Wyoming Seminary and St. Ed's. Good that, Lord. That,
1: that, that looms large at the end of the week. Next week, next Saturday.
0: Well, I, and Coach, you guys have really, you know, I know you've built that program. You know, a mutual friend referred me to you several months ago when you came on the show. Uh, but you guys have not been, like, for the last 20 years, like one of these top four or five teams in the country. This has been, like, in the last sort of five to ten years, sort of thing, correct? Yeah, I
1: think we're, like, it's been the last five, six years that we've been in in, um, in and around the top ten. I think the highest we got, I think we got the four the one year. Um, before that, we were somewhere in the top 25. Um, like, within that decade and, and before that,
0: right. this is,
1: this is my 19th season. Uh, we didn't have it. I don't think we had a national ranking before that.
0: So, obviously, a, a history of excellence for a long time, but making that jump to elite status really in the last four or five, six years, like you were saying. What Before we get into what happened this last weekend and what you have coming up, what do you think was, you know, some of the catalysts or things that, the impetus that allowed you guys to make that jump, really, from very, very, very good to elite.
1: Um, you know, it was it was
0: kids, uh, some
1: different area wrestlers that uh, believed in the program and took a chance on us. Uh, Johnny Sebastian, who's now at Northwestern, he was a great youth wrestler, multiple time kids state champ. He came on board. Um, the next year, Nick Soriano, who is you know, he had, he had national credibility as a 7th 8th fader. He happened to live the next town over. Uh, to live the in paramus he came on board, and along with him, um, some other good, really good wrestlers. Joe Grello, Kevin Mulligan, um, and that was it. You know, we just kind of, Pete LeParry, uh, another wrestlers at Rutgers transferred in, and, um, you know, just started to gel. And some of the kids that we had in our program, you know, who were developing within our program, along with that infusion of some really good youth wrestlers, you know, just kind of took it, up that, took it up that extra, that next level.
0: Yeah, well, and, and you've named a ton of kids that are wrestling D1. I'm sure you have a, lo- a bunch of other graduates that are wrestling in college at different levels. Um, you know, it's super impressive. And I don't want to in any way disrespect Lake Highland Prep or Buchanan those are great programs. You know, they, you guys beat Lake Highland 41-22. to 22. You had, you know, you won. You had two forfeits, which certainly help. but you also had two big pins. And, you know, so that was really the margin of victory there. This duel with Buchanan looks like it was a real barn burner. Would you like to just maybe touch base on that for a few minutes? It looks like you guys were within one point or so going into the last two matches.
1: Yeah, I mean, Buchanan came out. Um, that was our first match of the day. And they pushed us. They were, they were tough. They battled. Um, you know, we had just seen them the week before, and uh, it was. I was, I was sweating. And saying, "Here's our day. If we lose now. You know, that opportunity to wrestle with Blair and, and possibly, you know, gain that, you know, hit that, hit that mark might not even happen." Um, they were tough, uh, well coached, and uh, you know, top to bottom. And then. Uh, we kind of pulled away at the end. We had uh, Josh McKenzie uh, came up with a big pin for us. And, uh, you know, then we had a couple so, And then Lake Highland Prep, you know, they had a few forfeits. Um, but their kids, you know, they were pound for pound. Every kid was tough. Joey Silva so and Sloan, the best. Yeah. And uh, he's you
0: know,
1: the, at the same time... He's the
0: truth, right, Coach? He
1: is very, very talented. Yeah. And... You know, so, and we're watching, you know, it, it was a quad, so you know, we're, we're keeping the breast of the Blair Buchanan match. And, you know, I think it was like a 30-point margin of victory. And you know, we're looking, okay, well, you know, we knew, what, we knew how we wrestled against Buchanan. Right. And, and you know, but it just all came together. You know, it started out with a bang with a reversal of fortunes. Our our freshman, Dylan Weaver, was wrestling Chris Cannon. Um, Chris Cannon took him down, took him to his back. Um, Dylan got off his back, got cradled. Uh, Chris got a little over, you know, he, he got a little overzealous with the cradle. And as he was taking Dylan over, he popped his arm, stuck him on his back, pinned him. And that kind of, you know, the momentum, you know, I know it was the first match, but it was definitely a momentum shift. And uh, then it was a battle from there. And then the next big match, I mean, there were so many matches within the match. Um, but uh, Chris Foka and, and Julian Ramirez, who they've wrestled a few times before, but it was people that saw the match that was maybe, it ranks up there as maybe one of the greatest high school matches that they've seen. So there were just so many exciting matches within. Um, Shane Griffith wrestled. Andrew Marola, who wrestled in the D-Semi-Finals, that went to Ride Out, had it tr- opened up with a great takedown, and once Shane gets a, a lead, it's he's tough defeat. Uh They moved Blair, I should say they, uh Blair decided to move up Notham Robinson to 145, and we had a junior, Wade Unger, who just had a great match with him, just controlled the match, which was a big swing match for us. And then Josh um, Josh McKenzie, uh, Ken came up big, winning at 95. And I can't forget Jacob Cardenas. Uh, he, wrestled, he lost to um, Tarantino in these finals. And then he just you know, took, he got a takedown right to a tilt in the match and just to control the match. So every match that, you know, that was a big match, you know, fortunately it was our day and we came out on top. It was just as it was as it was going down. It was just I think the environment was incredible. People that were there felt that it was just overall, you know, just a, just a great high school match.
0: Yeah, I read Andy Hamilton's column uh, that he wrote for us, and he got a quote, I guess, from NJ.com, NewJersey.com, or whatever. The, I want to give those guys credit, but that you had said in that in that interview that. You know, you're, and I I did this when I was a coach. So you sort of map out the match and you go, okay, well, you know, hey, we're going to win these matches unless something crazy happens. They're going to win these matches unless something crazy happens. You know, we need to get bonus where we think we're going to win and conversely not get bonus where we think we're not. And then these are the toss up matches. So a couple questions. Did it kind of go the way you thought it would? And, you know, you mentioned some of the swing matches. At what point did it hit you, I guess, like, I'm, I'm looking at the team score, and I, it looks like once you guys won that ultimate tiebreaker at 106, unless it. unless you decided to go lose 16 points at the head table, you were good, right?
1: Yeah, we knew that that was it. We knew that, that was the match. And as far as, like, you know, when, when we were matching it up, and look, you know, I thought, you know, I don't, I don't know what Coach Antonelli had, but I was looking at 10 matches, that could be toss ups you know and two matches that I thought we would win and two matches that you know I was pretty sure that they were going to win and ten toss ups that's being pretty generous um, the two matches that you know out of those matches that you know I thought we were going to lo- I thought we were going to win we lost one and out of the matches that I thought we were going to lose we won one and out of the toss ups um, we won most of those toss ups against some of, the, some of the better guys, some of the better matchups. Wow. Um, Good. It could have been a, in terms of a performance and everything falling our way. I've been coaching now for over, a combined probably over 30, well, definitely over 30 years, and I've never had everything go my way that way.
0: Okay, and, and that's like sort of, you know, the magic formula, right? Like, you know, when when you have one of those days as a coach, you want to figure so, out how to bottle it. What do you think happened this time that the stars sort of aligned for you?
1: It was, well, we, you know, we, we, you and I spoke earlier in the week, and we are talking about getting, getting that buy-in. Yeah. Um, the difference between a champion and an also ran. Just really believing it and, it, and just going out there and performing, and our kids were able to do that. They were able to perform, and they were they were just up for the match. You know, if you looked at our you know, our Buchanan match, where they pushed us, and our kids wrestled hard, and then you look at the you know the how Flair handled game. And if you were just if you were sitting in the stands and you were saying, okay, well, I don't think this is going to be a match, right? Some good matches I liked, but then our kids just, you know, they just came a lot and they were just, you know, they were just in that excited state. And those two momentum matches, that first one, that's, you know, going from, you know, they were on their way to bonus points and, you know, at the very least four. So let's just say, you know, we're talking a 10 point swing. Yeah. And that's how it started. And then, the Ramirez match, you know, was going back and forth, back and forth. Chris was up by four. He's down by one. He get he, he gets a reversal to a fall.
0: Yeah, you I know, saw the a, highlight,
1: yeah. That's like, that's a, a you know, that's a, what, 12-point 12 12 point swing.
0: Well, maybe not, not no, nine, nine
1: point, right? Yeah. 9, nine yeah. Point, that's a nine-point swing. That's huge, you know, in a match like that, that's tight. <laughs> um, every other match, like we weren't, and we weren't giving up bonus points. You know, if I think back, we got pinned at one thirteen, but by that time the match
0: was over. You got pinned and you got majored at one other weight, and all your other losses were decisions. Okay, and you won nine out of the fourteen matches too. So I mean,
1: which, which is like I never, you know, and I did it a few times. There were times when we came, like each time that I was doing, you know, when I was doing those matchups, I had us winning. And I said, no, this is too, it's, it can't be. You know, it's like something, it, it, it can't be that deciding. And, and I knew it wasn't because I know they're guys. And, you know, on any given day you wrestle that match and that those results, those team results are going to, individual match and team results going to be different.
0: Yeah. And I think at most, I think hardcore, you know, high school wrestling fans know this. But just so people understand this. You wrestle in the New Jersey high school one-class system. So your ending yes. meet is the New Jersey State Tournament, which when we right. had you on a couple months ago, I think if I remember correctly, it has about 400 schools or so, you know, trying to win, you know, one... Uh, one yeah, that's 300, uh, 350, 320 and 350. Okay, so over 300 schools and, you know, for one state champion. And Blair wrestles in the national preps. So, you know, they're wrestling against the Wyoming Sims and those other kind of schools. So you will not cross paths with Blair again. Is that correct? No, that was it. Well, it's a good way to drop the mic, Coach, and get out of there, right? (laughs) Yes, it is. (laughs) (laughs) But they
1: are, um, you know, we've wrestled them for almost every year since 2000. Um, we wrestled when Jeff Buxton was there and Solomon Fleckman. Uh, we started, We were, it was around that time that we, we had some national level kids. We were up and coming, but we still were not like a number one team in the state. Uh, and and you know, it would be great for the state if you wrestled. And we did. Uh, and we kept wrestling. We we took some beatings. Uh, we uh, Jeff Buxton was always gracious. He'd always put out... A kid where we could have a shot at winning. You know, he would get his good matchups. Our good kids would wrestle their best kids, and he'd, he'd put he'd shuffle the lineup a bit to give us, a, you know, keep it keep it interesting. Um, but there were times. I remember a quad with Wyoming Seminary. Uh, it was Saint Ed and Blair, where I think the, on the entire day we won three individual dual meets. We were shut out by Ed, shut out by Sam. So, you know, it's humbling to get – we were humbled, certainly humbled along the way to get that. But it feels good to be able to compete.
0: Well, I, I think you've been competing for several years and winning at a lot of levels. I mean, I think, you know, I, I, I guess I, I sort of want to just give you the floor and say what does this mean to all the other kids previously that came through your program? You know, this is sort of – you know, maybe the, you know, and I'm not trying to toot track wrestling's horn, but, you know, maybe one of the bigger public forums you can have, you know, what what would you just like to say that all the people that have supported Bergen Catholic come through the program, that sort of thing?
1: It's always been the case, you know, we've, program has, you know, I know the program's history, you know, the families that were really behind it. Um, there was a gentleman by the name of John Hernandez, uh, his son, it was our first day champ. Um, he visited the team last week. And this is before there were. There was one wrestling club in New Jersey that was The Edge. And this used to be just kind of like an open gym, and he would get 200, well, 200 plus kids to come and work out. And that was like the origins of like building, building Burton Catholic Wrestling. Before that, the Catholic schools really didn't get – um, they really didn't get much notice. Kids went to Catholic schools. Um, they had some kids, but not like they have now. You know, there's been a shift over the years. Um, so I always look back to those alumni and, and how you know they sacrificed. They went to a program and it just started in 1976, and I'm still close to them, many of them, um, and I you know when I do keep in contact. And uh, you know I always I always attribute our success. The foundation that they built—you know—they built something to be proud of—and I feel fortunate that I was able to contribute and, and keep building. Um, the feedback from them has been—you know—it's it's rewarding to see how proud they are of the, of, of the program and where it's come, and you know, and how they're rallying more now to get behind it and meet it and, and interact with our kids and learn just—you know—how great of a school burden Catholic is, and. Uh, how proud they are—not just of our kids as athletes, but you know, this year our senior class, you know, we have four four graduating seniors that are going to UPenn, Cornell, Stanford, and American. You know, so it's, it's the whole picture. <laughs> Good lord!
0: Yeah, That's and awfully and impressive. Yeah,
1: and for Jason Hernandez who came in, um, he's such a gentleman. He graduated '94. Uh, he brought his little boy. And he spoke with the team, and uh, you know the the pride was evident in in the program, and you know where he left him and where it is, and it was it was it's just great, and that's the most rewarding thing I think, uh, as a coach, just to see that and to to, um and to have these kids feel that way, or the the alumni feel that way.
0: Yeah, And, and you know this is a tough question to follow up with, but. You know, so you guys had this amazing, hopefully not once in a lifetime weekend, but you know, once in a lifetime so far kind of weekend, to be fair. And now yes. you come back, and you and you have are your are those last two duels with with Sem and St Eds this weekend, next weekend, next weekend. So like you got like another nine days or so. Yeah, we got some time to prep. Right.
1: So, so we're not so we're not out of it yet. No, we still got to run the comp.
0: Right. But, I mean, I, I'm, I'm almost glad for you that it's not back-to-back weekends because I don't know how you would peak kids that soon, twice like that. I mean, I know kids are really resilient, but good Lord, that's – you know, emotionally, that's a, a lot to do, right?
1: I will tell you that just to get them back and centered this week has been tough.
0: Know, I would think. On a
1: high, we're, we're in – right now we're in midterms. So, um, like, we have – you know, so it's kind of every, anytime there's a change, schedule change, it, it, you know, there's, there's a difference. You know, there's a difference in the kids. Like, can everyone, can everyone get there on time for practice? Some midterms run later. They're, you know, they're advanced placement midterms that run three hours. The other kids are on another midterm schedule. Um, transportation is sketchy for some of the younger kids, so it's kind of off kilter. And then just coming off that weekend. Um, you know, it's been hard to really get a productive practice like you want. So I'm really thankful that we have time and um, they they can heal, get over the win, and refocus for next weekend. And we'll like next week's a regular week. And, um, and we, actually, we don't have a match next week. We had one canceled, so we're free just to train and prepare for next weekend.
0: Well, I think that was probably pretty good scheduling on your part, Coach.
1: <laughs> it was two.
0: It
1: was definitely. Definitely fortuitous.
0: Well, you know, you have to sort of think it into existence, right? Like, hey, if we win this weekend, you know, when you're planning that out that far ahead, you know, now we're in this position and we want to be able to put our best foot forward against those other two stud teams, you know, you know, coming up right after that. So, yeah, I mean. We,
1: always, we try to do that as a program, you know, and the kids have bought into quality, you know, over quantity. You know, they – they don't have to fill, you know, we have a match, they don't have to fill their match limits. Like by next, by next weekend, 27, you can wrestle 30 individual dual meets. Um, or you could have, well, 30, whether it be tournaments or dual meets, you can have 30 matches by then. Okay. So we'll, we'll fall short. We'll have like four or five less, but there's plenty of rest in between. You know, we build recovery days. Uh, we'll get the kids some chiropractic, some different things. So you know we try to we try to build that into the program. We do. We're not trying. We do build that into the program.
0: Well, it's, it's obviously really well thought out. You're obvious. You know, uh, and I really enjoyed our talk the first time, and you know, when I saw that happen, you know, I had to reach out. You're just, I'm sure you heard this a lot, Coach, but you're you're one of the guys that's just sort of easy to root for. You know, you know, you're a person, a character. You know, no arrogance in um, a lot of ways, you remind me of my father, which is, uh, let me tell you, is just about the biggest compliment I can give you.
1: I I'm, I'm so appreciative. I, I, I thank you.
0: So, you know, we just wanted, you know, I just really want to congratulate you. Um, you know, shout out to a lot of those kids. I mean, I know how tough a lot of those kids are. We, you know, I was, uh, you know, had the misfortune. or I mean, it's not like a problem, but sat against uh, Julian Ramirez up at that Agony in Ames, and that kid, you know, got behind 2-1 to one against our guy and, you know, kept his composure and came back and found a way to win that match. So it looks like you guys just had, a, you know, a, a truck full of matchups like that in one weekend. So uh, after Sam and St. Ed's, then do you get into your state qualifying series in, in the next couple of weeks after that? <laughs> after
1: Sam and St. edge then we hit... Um, we have. Uh, actually, we're going to finish our league schedule out. We have um, Don Bosco, we have St. Joseph's, and DePaul. DePaul Catholic. We were just delayed for snow, so we have that week. And then next week, we have our team states, which is in New Jersey. They're broken out into groups um, from small schools, which are Group One schools, um, and then we're 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 in a parochial have a, a north parochial so we wrestle all the teams in the north. We'd win the, if, if we win the north, then we win the south champion and then it's individuals after that. And the next weekend is what they have a district tournament. Um, eight to ten teams in every district. There's 32 districts. And then it breaks down into eight regions. Um, three, uh, three kids from each week and uh, four districts file into one region. And then it goes. Then the next weekend is state tournament. So if, once you get into it, it goes. It starts
0: going pretty quickly. Yeah, yeah. And it's obviously not not your first rodeo. You know, you'll have your you know your guys ready and your team composed. It's got to be a huge confidence builder for these guys. You know, going into those duels you spoke about, and also um, you know the state series. I think it's um, awfully impressive to me and I guess, you know, you know, if you want to just mention something about this, I really sense the respect you have for all those programs, but especially Blair Academy and you know, you know, how those folks there have treated you over the years. So is there you know if there's anything that didn't get out in terms of interviews that you'd like to say about Blair, I want to give you, you know, the opportunity to do so.
1: Yeah. When I first
0: when I first took the position my you
1: know, I looked at I looked at our school and I had seen Saint Ed's wrestle and Saint Ed's was always, you know, like they were like they were the ideal program. So I have a great amount of respect for Saint Ed's and their legacy. And Blair has been around and Jeff Buxton was always you know, he was always a mentor. He was always someone I could talk to about my program, how can I get it to the next level. Um, they went through some coaching changes. Uh, Brian Antonelli, you know, Navy guy, um, class guy all around. I travel with him in the summer, out to Fargo. His um, kids. I will tell you that after the match, um, they were incredibly respectful to our kids and to and to me. Um, can't say enough. You know, they've been there. They they compete, and um, they. It's how can you you know. That, what more can I say about a program like that? You know, they've set the standard. You know, right. Why is it such a big? You know, we're having this conversation because we beat Blair Academy. Um, you know, if we beat any number one team, it'd be a big deal. But to beat Blair Academy, you know, that they've certainly earned. You know, that they they've they've earned that. Um, you know, uh, that I should say that
0: status. That, that, yeah, that,
1: that status. Yeah, that yeah. status as as the you know, they're, they're the gold status.
0: Yeah. To be able to compete with them
1: is then you're really, you really, know, that says something about your program.
0: Yeah. So, Mike, Mike Powell from Oak Park River Forest is a, a, a dear friend of mine. And several years back, they won that, you know, national title. It was a little different than, you know, it was, you know, sort of voted on. And, you know, again, it's like Blair's always in that conversation and I'm sure that well, your goal is for Bergen always be in that conversation but you start by doing it once, you know, you know, and you've been in that conversation and, you know, you don't jump from like 15th to first, you know, you jump from 15th to fourth or fifth or sixth and, you know, confidence is such a chicken and the egg thing. And for you guys to be able to, you know, win those duels is, uh, is, is, you know, I think you know not every, you have a great program, but not every one of those kids is going to wrestle in college and, you know, be a national champion. And for some of those kids, that might be the greatest athletic weekend of their entire lives.
1: One of our athletes, um, Sage Moscow he wrestles. He, he really he started out wanting to be an 82, settled in a 95. And then Josh McKenzie comes in and we bump Sage to 20. Okay. And Sage, um, he, he was, he started, he developed within the program. You know, he was, he came in, he was, you know, um, He. I don't want to insult him. I love him dearly. He was, he was an overweight like, high school freshman. And,
0: well, he probably knows that, Coach. It's probably okay. And, <laughs> and he,
1: I mean. <laughs> like, he, he, he put the time and he worked himself into, you know, he's, he's become a, a very workman type wrestler, very solid. He was a state qualifier last year. As a, varsity starter, and, you know, he's moved, you know, Josh McKenzie comes back, and Sage moves up, and uh, here's a kid that, you know, didn't say, one, it was a team thing for him. It was like, Coach, you got to do what you got to do. And he went out there, and, you know, he, he was one and two with a forfeit, and he saw monsters. You know, the, the Blair kid is nationally ranked kid. Um, the, the Buchanan kid is, you know, I, I believe was the Doc Buchanan champ. He may be a California state champ. Um, not a hes- no hesitation. You know, for him, he'll wrestle an American and I'm sure, you know, and I, 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 I know that he'll have a good career because I, I know his work ethic, but you know, exemplifying what you're saying like for him, like that was it was um, a, a life memory. You know, he accomplished something that very few people did, and one of the things that I told them was, you know, very few people have beaten Blair Academy, and the people that have, you know, St. Paris Graham, I believe, has, is mostly, you know, St. Eds, um, but to be, a, you know, a New Jersey state school, NJSIAA school, um, and to, to do that, that's rarefied air, and um, and, he's, and this kid's part of that. So, you know, to, to, you know, to um, just piggyback what you were saying, you know, this is something that's, you know, in, in many ways, you know, life-altering. I, I, I told Dick Dean the next day, you know, it's to be able to not set limitations for yourself. You know, if, if anything from this match, more than beating this team, to just take this going forward, you know, in your personal lives, you know, Never let anyone set a limit on on what you can do. You know, and, and just you know, it's 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 kind of you know not to sound corny, but it's it's, it's the key to being successful. You know, if you can internalize, believe, um, have perseverance, and never let anyone tell you what you can and can accomplish. That's I think that's important. That's an important lesson to take away from that. Yeah,
0: everything you just said is incredibly well said and i think it really comes down to like you you and i spoke about off air which is if you think you can you're probably right and if you think you can't you're definitely right and exactly. you know for for these kids to you know they're not a part of it they are it and i know that's how you look at it you know that the kids get the credit the people that came before you get the credit you know the parents and the fans and the your assistant coaches you know, but at the end of the day there's a captain of the ship and that's you coach and um, you know, as you mentioned some of those other programs, I my my memories went back to meeting Greg Urbis this summer from St Ed's and just again he just class personified all you guys and it's it's no it's no coincidence that the best programs in the country have great leaders. And so I'm I'm happy for your kids, but I'm happy for you that you're probably being perceived in a little bit different light uh, that you clearly deserve. So I just just from, you know, me to you, congratulations. I'm, I'm very happy for you.
1: Thank you, David. That means a lot.
0: Thank and, you. And I, I'll get to get to finally hang out with you on Wednesday night up there in Cleveland right before Nationals.
1: I'm excited about getting out there.
0: Yeah. Well, you'll have a bunch of kids wrestling in it, so that'll be awfully cool for you. So yes, we will. Well, thanks so much for the time. Good luck the rest of the season. I know you got a few tough matches we talked about. <laughs> so, um, and I'll talk to you in March, okay? Thank you, Dave. Take care now, ladies and gentlemen from Bergen Catholic. Coach Dave Bell. We'll speak to y'all soon.